Welcome to Queer Conversation in the virtual studio with me today is Lanika Dine. Lanika is a playwriter and producer and is showing her latest play, Feminazi, as part of World Pride and is one of two lesbian-led plays um, in, at, at the Belvoir Theatre. So why don't you tell us what this play is all about, Lanika? Absolutely. The title is one that gets everyone because I think people have a lot of ideas of what that word means and um, uh, and where they've heard it before. Uh, heard it before. But um, it's history and the reason that the play is called that is because that is a word that men have used um against anyone who isn't cis male identifying for like hundreds and hundreds of years. And I sort of just got obsessed with this idea of um, someone that we watch on stage that isn't a cis man, that is an anti-hero and what that would sort of look like in a queer space and what that would look like um, within lesbian territory and um, just started dabbling with this idea of what would it be for someone to be a self-proclaimed feminazi in order to like entirely um, like oppose men and oppose any ideas that they put on them by reclaiming them. And I got really interested in this anti-hero that was reclaiming this title and the whole play just sort of like sprawled from there being about what would this sort of person who calls themselves a feminazi do and what actually is their journey that's come to them having this sort of idea and then when we got into the nitty-gritty of the play um it's very much set in the internet so all of it's from the perspective of Zahn who is the self-proclaimed feminazi within their algorithm within the internet so they're calling all the shots in the play we're sort of following this journey going oh my god like this is a little bit problematic this is really problematic what's happening um we hear a few points where we're like, do we have queer bias within ourselves? Do we think some of these things, even though we're from the LGBT community or the hetero community, et cetera, and where does this come from? Um, before we're actually met with like the real meaning of the play, which is um, that it's actually a gender crisis and it's all perpetrated by not feeling right in their queerness and not feeling um, valid within their idea of being like women are everything and I'm this self-proclaimed feminazi who's setting out to kill all men, to save all women, that sort of thing, and realising that they don't really identify with the idea of um, femininity or womanhood that they um, supposedly encourage and support. So, yeah, it's a huge work. I also think it's a really important work for gender crisis and that sort of stuff. That's um, something that's been really prevalent within my life and the people around me are all going through these huge gender crises um, because of heteronormativity and that sort of stuff and just seeing how much heteronormativity even within our queer world um, still uh, perpetrates our life and makes life hard and makes us think weird things because we just don't feel like we fit right anywhere. So a play that I hope really expands the idea of queerness. It is about, or you're, you're talking about your, your generation, generation set. Yeah. And you're talking about the gender crisis that your generation is going through, which I don't understand. Can you yeah. explain that to me? It's, a, it's, it's actually, in, it's very Gen Z in its entirety. It's sort of like this new crisis of queerness where um, we have 
all these labels and language to finally articulate things that like, like androgyny that has existed for hundreds and hundreds of years, if not thousands of years and things like that, that are now starting to come to, come to the, um, like surface where we can start using some of these terms and identifying in certain ways, but also all of the crisis and all of the things that come with doing that. And even from other parts of the queer community, some people are like these are great. And like, I love these terms. Other people like they don't exist. I've even found in promoting this play, like we're having a um, lesbian and non-binary folks night where anyone who feels like they identify as either of those or anywhere in between, it's not like a perimeter thing. Um, can come and see the play and have a panel after and that sort of thing. And even in advertising that, I've had a few people who identify as lesbians be like, non-binary people, who are they? They're not allowed to, like, be in our space because I feel like within within all the trauma that everyone in the queer community has gone through in their own different ways that I can't speak for, it's like we're all a little hurt and we don't want anyone taking up our space within our queer space. And I felt that to be really prevalent. And I really hope that this play just makes us go, oh, we all have these weird queer biases. We shouldn't have any of this. Like we should just love each other for whatever type of queer we are and um, sort of come together instead of constantly like bringing others down. It was a comment in a lesbian group. It was like non-binary, ha, 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 why, like why would they be here? And I just think that's really awful. And I think it just shows that like this is still where people's heads are at. And, yeah, I think Gen Z, which I think is the point of the play, are much more um, open to uh, people just exploring who they are within their queerness and that that's totally okay. Um, but I think even within that, it could just still be so much more expanded. And I think within older generations, seeing Gen Z because of all the history and queer trauma that um, everyone in older generations and to this day has gone through, it would be hard to see people um, sort of like evolve the word queer and evolve what it is to be now. And it's, it's a, in some places it can be a lot easier to be queer now than it once was. To me, it's an overwhelming um, inequality within queerness that from either side, your queerness is more valid than mine, which I think to me is the real point of the play is that all queerness is valid and that um, all of this argument, arguing and um, like, seeing seeing who is better and all the inequality is literally just caused by heteronormativity and it putting um us all in competition with each other and like who is more valid and making sure that lgbt is still out there and people still know that this whole community is valid but i feel like heteronormativity puts us all against each other like we all have to be more valid than the other if that makes sense and i just really hope that this work shows us that that is as it is satirical it is silly that we would want to kill all the men in the world. It is silly that we would want to um, put someone above the other person and that really we just need to evolve, that all of it is beautiful. Queer is just however you identify in whatever moment that is. And I think that's really lovely about Gen Z starting to come to that. Um, Can a non-binary lesbian exist? Well, that was the question that actually sparked the play. I thought that that was a ridiculous question because I said, of course, from my Gen Z and that I actually, like, I'm, I'm very much like everyone is valid. However you would identify an experience is how you identify an experience. But I couldn't believe the responses 
from other queer people and also a lot of heteronormativity people. This play is not a play to put queer people down. It's to put heteronormativity people down for making queer people have to fight against each other. Um, but I couldn't believe in that post how many people said, no, that doesn't that doesn't work because if you're a lesbian, then you're only dedicated to women. But then we get into this bigger discussion of what is it to be a woman? Does that mean it's to be cis? And then that's ableist culture to be able to, be, to say to someone that you have to be a cis woman in order for like a lesbian to like you. And that means that they would have to be cis. And it's like, it just all seems a bit silly that even within the queer community, because of heteronormativity, we can have, we're having these arguments. It should just be, if you identify as a non-binary lesbian and that's what, they're the words that make you emotionally feel seen. And that's how you experience the world. That's how you experience the world. And you said before, is there a panel after each play or is it only on a particular day? So there's a queer youth and queer parent night where um, it's a, a night where there is a panel afterwards that's presented by Wear It Purple and Rainbow Families. And it's a panel of all the queer things you wish you could ask the younger generation versus um, like a, an older generation or a parent. And it's supposed to be an event where um, queer people of like, both both generations can speak to what they wish the other generation knew and speak to more about um, different things that we just don't get to talk about with other queer people. Um, and then there is another panel that is on the lesbian and non-binary folks night. And that panel is presented by Enqueer. And it is a panel on what is the meaning of lesbian now, which I just think is a huge question after this play. Um, And we also have the Drag Kings Australia who will be greeting guests, taking photos with them and um, just doing some amazing Drag King performance art because when do we get to see Drag Kings? Never. So it's really nice to be able to include a bunch of other different people in this to make it more about community and make it more about conversations and starting them from this play. Fantastic. And who is performing? Is it um, a one-woman show? Is um, it is a one. Uh, it's a one-person show with a secondary person, which sounds very silly, but it is mainly a one-person show. Um, and it is uh, performed by an actor called um, Ziggy Resnick and another actor called Shane DeGroote. You know what? I, I really love the, um, the panels and I really love that you put on an intergenerational panel because those discussions, those intergenerational discussions are so super important for our yes. community. And I, I, I don't know if there, are, there is much out there throughout World Pride on intergenerational. There isn't. So, um, you know, if anybody is interested in that topic, um, make sure to check out Lanika's play. Absolutely. Queer Because Youth and Queer Parent Night. Come to that and talk. Do you know the dates or people can just yes. look it up? Tuesday 28th of Feb for Queer um, Youth and Queer Parent Night and March 8th for um, Lesbian and Non-Binary Folk Night. Both panels will be amazing. So apart from, you know, getting involved with the with, with that thinking process, what, what is there something very specific that you hope people take away? Um, I, I really hope it just starts conversation on what does it mean to be queer now and I really hope it builds acceptance from people and that they see that we all have um from from both heteronormative and queer communities we all have bias within ourselves and that doesn't have to be 
um, a hard thing to swallow or a thing where you have to lash out at someone. It's literally just bias. And if we work out what we are ignorant to and what we need to learn about more and what we need to accept more, we can like just build a really nicer world and just make sure that everyone in the queer community and that our hetero allies start doing it too, just feel nice and warm. So I really hope it just starts a conversation on what does it mean to be queer now? I'm sure it will, especially um, on those panel nights, because yeah, that's always very interesting to hear different people's thoughts on yeah. a topic like that. Well, well done. That sounds like a really exciting play at the Belvoir, launching on the 22nd. Thank you for joining Queer Conversation, Annika, and all the best with the play. You too.